I'm Taylor Scalia, and this is Girl, It Is Time to Thrive. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I have Brooke on the podcast, and I'm really excited because we've been talking about this for like over a month now, so this has been like a long time coming. So Brooke, can you just introduce yourself, please? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Firstly, I'm really excited to be here. Um, So my name is Brooke. Hello to anyone listening. I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur, but the title that I use in my business is I'm a mindful branding and web designer. Um, I choose to use the word mindful because I believe that there needs to be real intention behind everything you're designing for someone that goes way beyond the aesthetics. And I like to even go way beyond the typical, typical like marketing questions that you get from like just the strategy standpoint of like what's your demographic and all that kind of stuff like they're definitely important but I like to bring more of the intention and mindfulness and just like personal development into it too because people buy from people but that's a whole nother spill Um, but that is who I am and what I do and yeah I'm really excited to be here today I'm so excited to have you on because I love branding And I've taught myself something, but like, you're obviously on another level. So I'm really excited to have someone who does this full, like, this is their job. This is their business to really just share about how important branding is. And one thing that we're going to talk about, we're going to get to it guys, but I will say, (laughs) we're going to talk about kind of exactly what she just said, the mindfulness to branding, because I think authentic branding is the most unique way that you can brand yourself. And it's so I don't know how do I want to word this. It's just powerful. Like when you brand yourself on who you are, as opposed to yeah. who you think you should be, I think that just goes a lot further. Yeah. And it's like way more timeless. I find mm-hmm. if you're someone who finds yourself constantly rebranding because you're trying to keep up with the trends, then it's because you haven't built an authentic brand. That's true to who you are, like truly at the core. And maybe it's because you don't really know that answer yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the whole point of like intentional, strategic, mindful branding. Like I am going to ask you the demographic questions too. Don't get me wrong. That is the smart thing to do, but like, I'm going to dig deeper and ask honestly, a lot of like journal level type questions, like think like journaling and pouring your heart open in your diary. Like I'm going to ask you questions like that to like really peel back the onion on who you are because yeah, like it's going to be so much more authentic if it's truly representative of you inside your business and outside versus just like, oh, that's a cute logo. And I like the color pink. So let's go with Mm -hmm. that. Like, you know? (laughs) Yes. I love that. I'm the same way. I think before I sit down with any clients or in the first meeting, I'm always like, all right, I'm not going to ask you like what your five-year plan is because that's, that's per it's cute on paper, but it's not like the the stuff that needs to be done to really hit success. No, like I want to know, like what's your deepest limiting belief? Let's talk about that because we need to get through that first to like, you know, so Mm -hmm. I agree. I love that. (laughs) So one of the things I do want to ask you before we get into all that is you had a corporate job. And you left it. So can you, cause I know there's people who have like side businesses and, you know, even I still work part-time in my job. So I just think I love having people on who can talk about this. What was that like? What led you to leave it? Oh my gosh. So this is a huge question because it just goes back years ago. So like, and the reason I think that's relevant to say is like, this was not overnight. And I remember being the person who was like scrolling on 
name your social media platform and watching people live their dream lives and working for themselves and traveling and doing all the things being like, I, how could I possibly ever get there? That seems so far away. And they, like they had a TikTok go viral and now they're millionaires. I'm like, why can't it be me? How is that going to be me? Um, this was years in the making. And also anyone who tells you they're an overnight success, like no one's a truly an overnight success. Like maybe that one big change happened overnight, but it's with much more like work that you didn't see in the back end that was happening over time before then. So for me, I actually discovered branding and web design my senior year of college. And my degree is in public relations. Um, also irrelevant though, my original major was in psychology. I switched because I didn't want to go to grad school. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I've always loved mindfulness. So like, that's kind of how that's come back to me later in life now. But um, I discovered I loved branding and web design because I took a class my senior year and I was like, this is so amazing. I really enjoy it, but I'm graduating next semester and there's no freaking way that I'm going to start over. So like it is what it is. I'll still have to teach myself. So, and also that same year I had come across, I was on Facebook and I had come across an ad for these two girls. I can't even remember their names at the time, um, who were digital nomads, one of which was a copywriter and the other which was a social media manager and it's these two girls they were like living in Mexico in this insane beautiful villa and working from their laptops and I was like that was the first time I ever saw someone do this type of thing and I was like I want that I don't know how I'm going to do that but I want that life and then I shoved it to the back of my head after graduation because that is not the quote-unquote normal path you take mm -hmm. after you graduate like you go to high school you graduate you go to college, you graduate, you get the corporate job. Like that's what you're told to do. So that's exactly what I did. I moved to New York city after graduation, um, and then hopped right into the jobs and not corporate right away. Still had like more of like the front desk jobs, right at right at the beginning, but shifted to corporate. Um, and I basically just had the moments of, I would love a job. And then it would make me so miserable that I'd be crying every day going to it. And, I kept having that over and over and over again before I finally got to the realization of like, I'm the common denominator in this. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, like it was my fault. Like I definitely got mistreated at lots of jobs. And so like my emotions are valid on why I hated them. But like at the end of the day, I was still the common denominator who was not happy. And I had to like really face that and go, okay, well then what am I gonna do about it? Because no one else is gonna hand me my dream life. Like I have to be the one that gets it. Um, and I was doing branding and web design here and there on the side for a couple years. I was talking about this idea of like wanting to work for myself. I'm really multi-passionate. So I went back and forth on like a bunch of different options of what that could be. I love makeup. So I was like, maybe I do that. Maybe I do content creation. Like, where do I want to go with this? Um, and then basically what was it? January of 2020 is when I started to really take my branding and web design as a business seriously. I enrolled in a mentorship that I truly like was a huge investment that was terrifying at the time because I did not have that extra money. It was like, I chatted with my husband. I was like, I'm miserable at my corporate job. Um, I like, I'm ready for something more. No, I'm sorry. That was January of 2021. I always get that confused. That was 2021. Um, I'm ready it's for something more. It's all, it's all a blur. Honestly, that whole year was a blur. Uh -huh. um, but I was like, I'm ready for something more. So like we did it. And yeah, I did that mentorship January of 2021. And then I quit my full time in April of 2021. And the reason that it finally led me there with that is like, the same song and dance of like during the pandemic I'm really grateful my corporate job did keep me employed so like I'm thankful for that but 
um, a lot of people at our company did get furloughed. So I ended up doing the job of like way more than my position, like four people. So um, it, it was just like the straw off the camel's back. Is that what the saying is? Mm -hmm. I hated it. And I was like, I will do anything to get out of this. So I was working like 80 hours a week at the time, but wouldn't trade a thing. Yeah. Okay. You said so many good things. I really liked how you just said that you were the common denominator because that is such incredible self-awareness. I just want to say that because I think so many people can relate to that. When you see other people, like before we even get into that, like the fact that you were like, okay, yeah, there's validation why I don't like these jobs, but I continue to show up and hate it and cry. Like that is your heart. That's your body's way, in my opinion, telling you something. And I think so many people of us push that down. Mm -hmm. And I've been like really pushing on social media, like as much as I want to talk to people who've already had businesses, there's been this like pull on my heart to talk to people who are just like that. Like if you have that entrepreneurial spirit that, and you don't even know that you have it, that's what it feels like when you are going to your job and you're just miserable and you're daydreaming about, you know, this other stuff, like how do you make that happen? So also, I really want to touch on something you just said, if you have that entrepreneurial spirit, entrepreneurial spirit like it's so hard to say it's a tongue twister not everyone has that and what's really Mm -hmm. funny about that is I was actually talking to someone recently and I was like kind of amazed by it almost I was like wait not because like I maybe you can relate to this since you are an entrepreneur and um I know you're passionate about a few few different things as well like I can remember from my very young age being really creative and knowing that I like I was like I want something big in life like at the time when I was eight, I associated it with celebrity and believe me, mm-hmm. I am not trying to be a singer or an actor. Like that's not what I'm going for here. But like at the time, that's what I associated with. I was like, I want to do that. I want to be on a red carpet. Like I want to do this. I always knew I wanted something bigger for myself. And as I grew, I realized like that was actually not the path that I wanted, but that feeling never went away. Like I mm-hmm. knew I wanted something big. I knew I wanted to be known in some way, shape or form. And that, again, that doesn't mean celebrity of that type of level in any way, but like I knew that like there was always a fire in me that knew I wanted more than just like the day-to-day and there's nothing wrong with the day-to-day um, in regards to like no- the normal quote-unquote jobs, the like corporate jobs or anything. There's nothing wrong with them. They're very admirable and some people like them, but I was chatting with someone and I was like, everyone has that feeling growing up. Right. And they were like, no, I always like wanted to be this or I wanted to be that. Like, and it just kind of blew my mind because I was like, yeah, I don't remember a time not having this like burning sensation literally inside of me of like, I've got to build something. I want to do something. So that's kind of how, you know, if you have the entrepreneur spirit, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, like if you relate to any of that and you just grew up always knowing, like, I want more then like you could fuel your business with that. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it's very strong. It's that there's really no other way to explain it, but it's that I want more, I want something bigger. Mm -hmm. And that can mean so many different things. I yes. know we're, we're kind of taking a left turn here, but like, this is good. Cause like <laughs> it can really mean I want more freedom. I want more money. I want more happiness. So in entrepreneurship, yeah, you have to hustle. There's going to be different seasons of hustle, but like you'd have to hustle for another Regardless. person's business. So mm-hmm. you have to, if you have that spirit and you have that desire in you, to go after it, it takes, yeah, it takes courage and it's, it's scary. 
Like you said, it's against the norm. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Sometimes I wish I didn't because it would just, and I'm not saying that, that like the corporate life is easier because I've also done it and I know it's not easier, but sometimes I'm like, man, (laughs) yeah, if I could just be less, I don't know, always in the future. (laughs) It's so hard not to be when you're an entrepreneur. Like I'm, you know, I'm present and I celebrate the moments and absolutely, you know, we, we do all that, but there, when you're an entrepreneur, it's like, you're the one bringing in the money. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you work 80 hours a week, you know, there's, there's been weeks where I've worked, I've killed it. And I'm like, well, I made $30 this week. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a small, like low ticket offer. Mm-hmm. And then there's weeks where you're like, oh, I just made $1,200 in one webinar. Like, cool. Right. Like amazing. And the reality of entrepreneurship too, is like, not everything you do is a billable hour. So like take that into consideration. Like when you're thinking about like what your dream life looks like, what your dream work week looks like, like, of course, when I'm working with clients, that's quote unquote billable hours. Like I'm getting paid for building this website, but like you also have your own business to maintain and you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not paying myself 75 bucks an hour to make a social media graphic. I'm, you know, like you're just kind of, and it depends on how you look at everything, but still. (laughs) Yeah, it, it, it's tough. So you know, for, if you're someone out there and you're like, okay, I'm listening to this and I feel that. And I have like this desire, it could be something so small, but we live in 2022 now. So what year I did want to ask you, what year did yeah. you see those digital nomads, those women? Okay. That I was on graduated. Facebook. It was on Facebook. I graduated college a year, 2017. I graduated, um, a semester early because I was like, I want what's next. Cause again, wanting to be in the future. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just ready to get out of college, even though I loved college. And if I can go back and be like, Brooke, chill out, enjoy all <laughs> of your semesters. Um, so I graduated December of 2016, sorry, December okay. of 2016. So it was probably around fall 2016 that I saw them. And then and, I moved to New York city in May of 2017. Okay. So, and now we see it everywhere. I mean, there is, mm-hmm you know, you can look at any season in any time period of the existence of the world and probably see pros and cons to it. But like one of the pros right now, you know, it is social media. You can make a business. It means there's a lot more competition out there. It might be a little bit harder to get recognized, but that's where we're going to talk about brand uniqueness Mm -hmm. and how you can build a brand on that. So what is, you know, when it comes to design and it comes to the woo aspect as we keep calling it and you kind of shared on what that means to you but like when you if someone's like I don't know if I can afford a brand designer right now but I want to I want to build an authentic brand what is the tip that you could give them right now so a good brand is not only seen but it's felt Mm, that is kind of like a one-liner that I would say and the reason I say that is because people buy from people people also buy from emotion and if you one showing up as yourself, because like you even just said, there's a lot of competition online these days, which is very true, but there is no one on this planet. That is you. Like you are the only Taylor. I'm going to butcher your last name. Well, yeah, it's so hard. Don't worry. Uh, Um, like no one, even though there might be 
a million other podcasters out there, a million other coaches out there, a million other web designers out there. So like, there's no one that's going to do it in the exact same way that you are going to do it. And that is what is going to sell for you. Um, that coupled with obviously your authority, your knowledge and your skill and that the, in the place. But, um, so one, it's getting really comfortable showing up as you are in all of the ways. Um, and I feel like sometimes the word authentically can be overused, but it, it's very valid here. Like truly showing up as you are showing the little weird quirks, being silly on the internet, like that's, what's going to attract someone to you. Cause that's, what's going to make them feel comfortable mm-hmm. reaching out and chatting with you. And if you can infuse that into your branding, um, you're golden. And one question, this is a question that I actually do have in my branding questionnaire when I'm working with a client is how do you want to be seen, heard, and trusted as a leader in your industry? Because coupling, showing up truly as yourself with really getting clear on how you want someone to feel when they come across your branding, whether it be on TikTok, your website, your Instagram, wherever it may be. Um, those are going to be two ways to really like attract the dream client that you want to work with. I like that because, well, it's just true. Like it's, <laughs> it's so true. Like you're authentic. Cause I always say, and I think you'll agree with this is if you met someone, you know, Bumble's the thing, I guess I mm-hmm. Bumble Tinder and you set up this beautiful profile. It said all the right things. You go on the first date. Now you have to act like all those things that you said, mm-hmm. then you go on the third date. But if it's not all authentic to you, by the time you go on the third date with this person, your truer self might start showing and people are like, Whoa, that's not what I signed up for. That is what it's like building a business on social media. I don't know. Yes. That's like how I look at it. Like you can have the perfect profile. Mm-hmm. and have the perfect brand colors. You can be an authority figure, but if people decide to work one-on-one with you or more an intimate setting, if how you're showing up over here is not exactly how you are, that's going to start. They're going to be like, well, I don't trust you. You lied to me. Right. And like, it can be even down to like, like professionalism as an example. Yes. Like if you have this beautiful clean cut, like chic, modern, and those are just going to be two random words I use, like super professional web website. And I don't mean professionally built. I mean, like very buttoned up, black tie, correct grammar everywhere. I'm not saying correct grammar is a bad thing. It's a good thing. But like, you get where I'm going. Like if you Mm -hmm. show off that vibe, but then on your stories, you're like chilling in a tank with your hair in a messy bun. And you're talking about this, like, you know, you're, you're talking as you normally would tossing in some curse words. Like these are just examples. Like those are two completely different people. And those are two, those two people are both amazing, but they're going to attract different people. Mm-hmm. So if you're attracting one person on your website and then you get on the discovery call with them and you're acting more like you do on your stories, like that's not going to translate. It's not going to connect. You're not going to book that client. Yes. That's exactly what my weird metaphor is trying to say. Mm-hmm. How she put it, everybody not don't pick my picture, my Bumble dates. I know the Bumble one worked too. <laughs> you know, I never got to go on Bumble, but I live vicariously through people. <laughs> I hear all the stories and I'm honestly glad that I haven't gone on them, but they, it, they're entertaining. They're very entertaining. This is a weird side note, but yes. It's another podcast it, topic. <laughs> so when it comes to tapping into people's vision, you say that's like one of the first things you do. Mm-hmm. And what how can people correlate their vision to a strong brand? Does that, does that question make sense? Yeah. So like connect them and then also, okay. So first it's really getting clear on this, 
the reality is you don't do the sexy part first. You're not mm-hmm. doing the fun colors and fonts and designs first. Like if you are trying to create a brand for yourself and you immediately go to Pinterest and type in floral logo, whatever it might be, um, you're already not starting in the right place. Um, mm-hmm. And because the first thing that you need to do before you get into any aesthetics, before you get influenced by any outside stimuli is you need to get really, really clear on who you are and what you want to achieve and who you want to serve as a brand. So the first thing is really sitting down and answering deep questions about your business. And that means, you know, what's your mission? What's your vision? Those are like the obvious. Um, and, and here the demographic ones are relevant. Like who are you trying to attract? And you can go a couple different ways with that. You can go the byway of like the specifics of like, she's 25. She probably goes to Aloe Yoga, like, you know, whatever the actual, like, you know, the, the client avatars are, but also going like, how do they feel? What are the issues that they're having? Um, and I always say go a little more emotion-based that's my preference. Um, cause I find that converts better, but, um, and once you get really clear on who you are, what you do, who you serve, and you can clearly and concisely say that when someone asks you and a 30 second elevator pitch, and like, you can also get really deep into each of them and why then you can go on to the more aesthetic side of it. And I always say like, bring in spurts of your personality through the design. Um, like you, you know, if you have, I'm trying to think of an example, like my business is Reverie Inspired Co. The word web design is nowhere in my business name. And for me, it's because my business, yes, it might tangibly be web design and branding services, but at the end of the day, Reverie is actually a word that means, um, to be in a state of dreaming or daydreaming. And for me, I chose that name because I want to work with entrepreneurs who are dreaming of a life that's different than they're currently theirs currently and want to start a business or maybe it's an entrepreneur who has their business and they want to up level it. Like I want to work with those people. So that's what I'm trying to attract. So that's, that's part of why I chose my brand name. And I feel end up talking with people who relate and have similar feelings. And that's just off of a brand name that has nothing to do with actual service. So it's really getting in tune with like who you are, what you do, who you serve as a human and in your business, but also outside of the business and creating a branding built off of that. If that makes sense. That was a lot of words. It's sometimes really hard to say in like a clean sentence. (laughs) No, it makes total sense because if you are someone who I'm trying to like break it down for someone, like if you have your vision and someone knows what their business vision is, and if you don't know what a business vision is, what I'm saying is it's your why in simpler terms, it is your why, what drives you. Now, if we were to correlate your why to creating a strong brand, that's exactly what you just answered. It's, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. It's knowing who you serve. It's knowing what you do. It's knowing the big picture. Because if you go into branding, I'm just going to try to repeat this. If you go into branding and you just have a small, like you're not in it for the long game. You're looking at the small, this moment, what is my branding the flower logo on Pinterest? Mm-hmm. You're missing out on an opportunity to create a strong brand that is going to evolve with the times over yes. the years because flowers may not be in in a year. Yes. Purple might not be in in a year. But if you know who you're serving and you're dedicated to that and you're dedicated to your why and you're dedicated to that woman or that man or that couple, whatever it is, you create a brand off of that. And that's mm-hmm. beautiful. And that's going to last a lifetime. That's classic. So much more timeless. And that's also not to say that like purple or flowers are bad. Like if that is authentic and true to you, then 
it will be timeless for you, but it's mm-hmm. picking your designs and, and branding is also, I want to say branding is also your messaging. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times people think branding is just your logos, your fonts, your color palettes. Like that is brand identity. Your branding is so much more than that. It involves your messaging and involves how you're going to show up, what emotions you're going to show up, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and the one other thing that I want to add, um, because I love how you clarified it, you're like, your vision is your why. And not only is taking the time to figure figure this out going to be really helpful in building your branding and your business, but it's also going to be helpful to keep you going Mm -hmm. because let's just be completely honest. Like entrepreneurship is amazing, but it's also really freaking hard. And there are going to be so many nights where you're up at three o'clock in the morning crying and you're like, why did I ever think I can do this? And that why is going to be what keeps you going. So take the time Mm -hmm. to figure it out. Absolutely. That's the first thing I like every client. What is your why? Like you, mm-hmm. you have to know your why. I don't care if we work together, or don't work together. You have to know your why, yep. because if you, and it has to be big, it can't just be like, yeah. well, I want to make six figures. Why? Yes. That's my it's, answer. If you tell me that, why? It has <laughs> nothing to do with money. It, it's, it, it, it's something so deep, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like to give people ideas because I don't want them to grasp onto it. But it, it's not just money. It's not just time. It's not just, there's so many reasons why you want that. And yeah. a lot of the times it stems from something super deep inside. And personal. Mm-hmm. And is, I, no, no, sorry. you go. No, no, go. <laughs> um, I urge you for anyone listening who's like, oh shit, my why is I want to be a millionaire. Like if you're kind of in that boat or if you're starting a business and you're not even sure where to start, just keep asking yourself why. Mm-hmm. Like literally be the annoying five-year-old that's like, are we there yet? But like with the word why, and if you're like, well, I want to be a six entrepreneur. Why do you want to be a six year entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Well, because I want to be able to travel. Why do you want to travel? Well, because I want to spend time with my friends and family. Why do you hear about that? Like keep asking mm-hmm. yourself why until you simply can't pull a deeper answer out of you. And that is your why. And it takes time. I spent four months every day trying to figure out what my business vision was. I actually did a workshop on it in May and people were crying. Like it, it, when you actually hit it, it's deep. Like it's not, oh. it's not surface level. So yeah, do what Brooke said, like, just keep going back and being like, why do I want this? Reflect on it. If you're not a journaler, if you have a um, five minutes in your car, when you're going somewhere, why do I want this so bad? Because once you tap into it, not only are you going to create a brand off of it, but you will, like she said, the days that you want to quit, because there will be days that you want to quit. If there aren't like you're lying What's to your yourself, secret sauce? <laughs> tell me, yeah, please. <laughs> there has to, there are going to be days. Like it could be something so small, but like it could trigger like the full blown tears. I have cried more as an entrepreneur than I think I have in my entire life. My husband is an on-site therapist for me at all times. Like he should get a salary at this point. Like, <laughs> yep. That's what my boyfriend yeah. is. I'm like, I think I'm going to quit. I think I should go back full time. What am I doing with my life? Oh my God. He's like, then take 30 a deep seconds breath. later. It's like, there's no fucking way I would ever go back full time. What are you talking yeah. about? Who said that? <laughs> Not I didn't me. say that. <laughs> that was a moment that passed. It was yeah. like a rainstorm. We don't talk about that. <laughs> so that is why you need a big why. And when it comes to creating that strong brand, like you said, it's not just the colors. That's brand identity. It's your messaging. And I think people forget about that. 
you know, I'm not as much of a brand expert as you, but I do in my, like one of my programs, I do talk about branding and I talk about brand messaging, not just colors because Mm -hmm. you can't even communicate something you're selling if you don't know, have your brand messaging figured out. So when someone says, if someone wants to say, well, what is brand messaging? How could you, how would you describe it to them? So one way, like kind of one analogy, I guess I would use for it is at the end of the day, whenever we as consumers come across anything, whether it be a graphic product, a store front, an Instagram, literally anything, you're going to come up with your own story naturally on what this brand represents. If you, you know, see a logo, this is going to be a very generic example. If you see a logo with like a tree or like the chakras on it, you're probably going to assume, oh, they're probably very crunchy. Like, you know, like, and that was a stereotypical example, but like, we're naturally going to narrate or uh, come up with our own narrative about what this brand is about. Brand messaging is ensuring that you're not allowing other people to write your story. You are being very clear on, again, and I'm going to come back to it. I sound like broken record, who you are, what you do, who you serve, and what the heck you're all about. And it's really embodying that vibe through the identity. Yes, of course, but also through just literally the messaging you use throughout your platform. So like, what kind of words do you use? What kind of language do you speak to your audience with? What kind of language does your audience speak to you with? That's a really important thing to pay attention to as well. Because if you're attracting an audience that speaks in a language that you're not interested in, then there is something in your messaging that's attracting them. Mm-hmm. So it's time to reevaluate. How are you talking? Like literally what words are you using out of the insert your language vocabulary that is attracting this type of person to you? And how can we switch that up? So just getting clear on the emotions you want to pull at um, and the message you want to get across to people when they come across your profile mm-hmm. or website yeah. or any place. <laughs> all the places and they should yeah. be consistent in all the places. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Just, I hope most of you know that, but just to reiterate consistency, what do you, and this was not a pre-written question, but like <clears throat> if someone comes to you and there's just so much inconsistency, I think I know your answer by all this conversation, but how, how do you sit them down and really like speak it sounds so like speak truth into the fact that they need consistency. Yeah. Like, how do you help someone with that? Um, really, it's about sitting down and figuring out why they're inconsistent. And chances are, if someone's showing up inconsistently, it's because they don't know how they want to show up. They're trying, and we've all done this at some point in our lives. They're throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying to figure out, well, is this the is this how I want to show up? Is this how I want to show up? Or they're following with what every expert in the space is saying. And I do realize that we are both here talking about the things you should do. But like there's so many people out there saying, well, you should post like this. You should show up on your website like that. You should do this. You should do that. So nine times out of 10, if someone's showing up in consistency, it's because they don't really know who they are, what they do, who they serve, not truly. And they're trying to follow everyone around them. And a lot of times like your intuition, and this is kind of bringing the woo back into it. If you really sit with yourself and allow yourself to get real with yourself about what you want and how you want to do it, like, you know, deep down how you want to show up, it's pushing the shoulds out and Mm -hmm. not ignoring what everyone's telling you. Because like, if someone is giving you sound advice that feels really good, you should absolutely follow it. And like, we're always learning like as an entrepreneur, I will never, ever, ever claim to know everything. And I never want to be the smartest person in the room. I always want to be learning from someone. So 
I think it's kind of just finding the balance though of like learning from someone in an effective way and, but not, but also not drowning out you. Mm -hmm. So it would first be sitting down and peeling their onion back and figuring out their why of why they want to be in business and building from that foundation back up to their messaging. Yeah. I don't know if you have people do this, but one thing I, it's very simple, but I took one website class, my design class. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we had to do was have three people, give them your website link and have them basically answer who, what, like that brand messaging. And if you are someone who you're like, well, I don't know if my messaging is inconsistent, send three people that you're like your family, your mom, your sister, your brother, your boyfriend, husband, send them, you know, before, you know, you even invest in someone, if you're Mm -hmm. not sure, because you know what you're trying to say, have Mm -hmm. three different people look at it. And if they come back with multiple different things, there's an inconsistency. Absolutely. So, and if there is an inconsistency, that's where Brooke comes in. So Brooke, can you tell us like, how can people work with you? What you do? Tell us everything. Yes. So I am on lots of the platforms, um, TikTok, Instagram. I am at, I am Brooke C. Smith. And then on my website is reverieinspiredco.com. Um, and those are like the places you can find me. But if you want to work with me, my DMs are always open and in no pressure kind of way. Like I won't fit you. Let's just chat and um, chat about where you're at in your business, where you want to be in your business, why you feel like what you're doing right now is not working. And then we go from there. I have a, an array of different services that'll work for people at different levels. I have like website templates. If you're right in the beginning, you're not ready to invest thousands of dollars in a website and you kind of just want to get something up. Um, I have custom-made templates through show it that come with full tutorials about how to rebrand it to make it your own. Um, I have website in a week. Um, if you are like really ready to dive in and show up as the authority that you want to be in your space. And then I even have custom services that go way, way deeper for, and, and but that's more so for an entrepreneur who's been in the game for a while and they're ready to go to their next level in business. So, and then I also have just like sole branding services that aren't website based. So I have all the things. I also just really love to talk. So chat with me um, and let's do it. I And then one last thing I want to say too, that I haven't talked about a ton in this podcast um, is I'm really multi-passionate and I do find that I attract a lot of people who are also, also multi-passionate because I talk about it so much. So um, if that's you, let's chat. Because one thing I love talking about so much is taking you from that feeling of feeling really scattered when you feel like you are just a hot mess because you don't know what you, what you want to do with your life because you love so many things and getting you to a place to where you actually feel really confident owning all of them. And maybe not all of them are monetized. Maybe some of them are, maybe we blend them in a way that they can all be monetized together as one service. Um, but that's just one of my favorite conversations to have because I see you and I relate to you. I'm a mm-hmm. manifesting generator. If anyone else out there is in human design. Um, so that's another fun conversation I love to have with people. <laughs> I can see you as a manifesting generator. <laughs> Someone told me that and I was like, yeah, that tracks, that tracks. <laughs> I'm a reflector. Oh, I love that. Yes. I don't know anyone else who is. So I'm always like, I can never like relate it back to people like, oh, you're a reflector. That makes sense. But I have a lot of manifesting generators that surround me. So my mentor was one, 
a few girls in the mastermind that I did was one, one of my like really close, like business friends is one. I'm like, you guys are amazing. I actually thought I was going to be one, but I wasn't. It's kind of sad. No, but they're all amazing types. Like that's one cool thing about human design. I know this is like a left turn, but like, (laughs) that's okay. There is no bad type in human design. It's literally just teaching you how to like more accurately live within your true type, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And I, I don't know a ton about reflectors. I know it's the rarest type, right? Yes. They're really cool. I don't know. I haven't dove into all the attributes yet, but I think one of my friends is a reflector. Remind me to check on that for you. Please do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like love to connect with them because I don't know anyone yet, but Anyways, that's human design and you're definitely yes. a manifesting generator. You have an incredible offer suite. I'm always talking about offer suites on my social media and in my podcast. So if you have listened to this podcast before, <laughs> you know what an offer suite is by this point in time. And she has it. She has things at high ticket, mid ticket, lower ticket for the templates. Like you do all the things in your business and so many so many ways to serve people. I always tell people an offer suite is how you can serve every version of your ideal client. And yes. that's what, that's what it is. Like the templates to the highest ticket, highest price thing. So I'm going to link everything in the show notes. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on with me today, talking about branding. It was so nice to have, you know, like I said, I love branding, but it's not my full blown expertise, but you know, your stuff. I'm getting, yeah. Like I loved (laughs) marketing. I was very similar. I minored in finance because I had enough classes, Okay, but my heart was in marketing. And if I stayed another semester, I could have, but I went back to college when I was 26. So I graduated in the pandemic and I did not want to stay another semester. My, they were like, it was December, 2020. They were like, I was taking six classes to finish early I was done. And then I fell so in love with marketing and I was like, oh, I kind of wish I, to, I learned more, but you can learn so much on the internet. Be that is one entrepreneur tip. I'll give anyone be a student of the internet. You're going yes. to learn from the mentors, but also like get your hands dirty and do the dirty work and like research. <laughs> Lots of research, be yeah. willing to yeah. Put in the work, talk to people, network with people. There's so many mm-hmm. great entrepreneurs out there who know their stuff. You being okay. one of them, where if someone DM you and asked you a question, you're one of those people who I could, I truly believe wouldn't be like, Oh, well, let's talk about my service and only my service. Mm-mm. And that is what I'm- I love. Cause there, there are some entrepreneurs who are like that, unfortunately, but there's a lot of good ones who are willing to help you out. So if you're new and you need some templates or the website in a week thing that you do is so cool. I've looked, I like Thank looked you. into that. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'll link everything below. And I just want to say thank you again for being on with me. Thank you for having me. Bye everyone. I hope you guys loved this episode and please go give Brooke a follow. She's amazing. The fact that she is so multi-passionate and has found a way to combine all of that into her business and into helping other women is just so empowering in my mind. So give her a follow. And if you like this episode, please rate it five stars, leave a review, share it on Instagram, share it with all of your friends. I always appreciate it. And as always, guys, be kind to someone, eat some really good food and pat yourselves on the back because it is your time to thrive and that starts within.